hello and welcome along to the latest edition of the Irish F1 show in association with PFP Travel, Tech and Tools, Rockco, KSMPM, Deliverit, Richard Carney Engineering and Palastorage.ie. Joined once more by the comrades Barry Rabbit and Richie Carney. Gents, you're both very welcome. We didn't get to have a catch up last week, but um, we all are uh, we all are a bit busy, I suppose, at the moment. And, and here we are now with a kind of a double barreled approach, maybe looking back at the last two. But before we do that, guys, I think it's probably best to start with Mr. Alex Stone and his exploits over the past week or so. Barry, will you bring our listeners up to speed with what Alex has been doing? Yeah, Kev. So um, Alex, for those who, who aren't aware, is um, a, a great prospect from uh, Irish racing circles. Um, he would be the son of uh, Noel Dunn, who was uh, quite a driver himself uh, back in the day. Would have won a lot of Formula Ford stuff, did a bit in the UK. Um, and then just, you know, the old story, ran out of money and whatever else. But um, I know Noel a long time through racing, as would Richie. And uh, Alex is his son. He's... Uh, 16 or 17 years of age now he was uh, uh reasonably successful quite successful in carton in ireland went across to the uk went into um into racing europe to good to good good success in italy and stuff which is the central of center of karting um but he's really took it a massive step once he got into cars um and the results have been phenomenal to be honest um so in in his rookie season in f4 he put it on pole at in, at spa you know, at his very first visit, um, he had a couple of other really standout performances, and he would have been only about fifteen at the time, and really just put his toe into the world of racing cars at that stage. Um, he then went on in twenty twenty, I mean, years right now, or in twenty three now. So in twenty twenty two, he had a two, which is his first full season of car racing. He had a two pronged approach. He, he he ran in the British F four championship, and he also ran in the Italian. F4 championship, um, meaning he was in a, in, in a car pretty much every weekend. Uh, he won the British F4 championship convincingly. Um, in fact, he didn't even need to compete in the last round, which had three races, um, to take that championship. And at the same time, uh, scored more race wins in a season, despite even doing the last three races at that round, than anyone before him. And the side note to that is the person who previously held that record was none other than George Russell. So, you know, we're talking pretty high uh, level stuff sorry, here. Barry. Was it yeah. was it Lando Norris? No, Lando Norris won some some other record, including it, which I think he Alex broke, took he off him as well. He broke all the Landos well, and won a George's. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he took the most. I think the, the most wins was George's, and there was something else was Landos that he got anyway. But um, and he finished second and runner up to Kimi Antonelli. And Mercedes wonder kid driver who's just signed directly into F2 by Total Wolf this for this coming season. Um, and he finished a very close second to, to Kimi, despite you know ha- not having the experience. And as I said, an Italian series not knowing the circuits. So that was 2022. 2023, he stepped up to the GB3 Championship, which is basically F3 UK, just slightly mm-hmm. just branded differently. Um, so he was racing F3 cars, so from F4 to F3 in his rookie season. Uh, he went into the last race weekend of the year um, last weekend in Donington after having some bad luck earlier in the year. He was taken out of two or three races, no fault of his own whatsoever. And he went in still with a chance to win the championship um, after a mega performance in Zandvoort where he took uh, basically set the boards, poles, race wins, fastest laps that kept him in the hunt for the championship. Unfortunately, it didn't go his way at Donington. Um, he won the first race convincingly. Um, was it the first race or the second race he won the second race he won one of the races anyway um, but just just got pipped in the end 
but but by someone who was in their second season. But he had the most race wins of the year. Was the fastest driver of the year, um, and finished second in the championship, which was quite a result to do that in your rookie season. Um, moving on from there, he got a test in FIA F3, which is the F3 that we see supporting at the F1 racing, which um, these cars, to put in perspective, would be about four or 500, 400 horsepower DRS, big slicks, wings, proper, proper high-speed race cars um, in Imola on the Tuesday. Um, and long story short, he went, to, he went out for one day he was competing against um, a f- 35 other cars who were there testing, most of which had just done the season and maybe two seasons to come off the back of a full season of racing, race winners and championship contenders amongst them. And then there was some other guys that had done five straight days testing um, in anticipation of next year, new guys. Also with a bit of, her- a bit of prestige to their names. Um, so Alex managed to just get in the car for one day because of, you know, budget issues, as we said. Get in the car. It rained in the afternoon and he was fastest. He topped the timesheets for FIA F3 in the damp, beating 35 other guys who have been in the car either for years or days at the very least. Um, and uh, finished the, the test as the, as the fastest driver in, in, in the wet conditions. In the dry that morning, he was only two or three tenths off after, um, you know, uh, after only a couple of hours in the car compared to lads who've been in it for years. So, um, phenomenal talent is is the is the long and the short of it. Um, you know, represents Ireland very well, and, and with a bit of luck and a bit of backing, um, a bit of support, you know, financially, whatever else, you know, there's every reason to think that two or three years time he could could be on the doorstep of F1. Wow. And Richie, do you think, given that performance, would that raise eyebrows um, the next tier up? And as Baz said, maybe in a couple of years' time, could he go the, the distance? Honest to God, Alex is is Ireland's Max Verstappen. Like, he really is. He's he's that good. He's that talented. You know, what Barry was saying, like, to, that, that FIA, F3 test, what he done in that is just phenomenal. Like, that's unheard of. Like, you know, as Barry said, there's guys after doing full seasons, girls after doing full seasons, guys doing five and six days in the car testing. This chap gets in after a couple of hours sitting in the seat, goes quickest, you know, or actually goes a couple of tenths off in the dry, give it a drop of rain where a real driver, a real, real driver comes through when it's wet. And he like he wasn't just quickest, he was a second faster than everybody else. Like phenomenal stuff. And so who was it that um he got the, the drive with or, or what what's the relationship there? I know you mentioned budget and there's constraints. Well he's so... been racing with, with high tech um GP the last number of years and they've helped him um, you know, through the different categories from British F4 last year. He also ran with Rav Schumacher's team in the Italian series um, of F4 that we spoke about. And he's been with High Tech and GB3, and it was with High Tech that he got his FIA F3 test. So, um, but the, real, the sad reality of it is, and High Tech, of course, are trying to get to F1 in their own right. You know, they're a proper, proper organization with cars in, in most uh, junior categories, right the way up to F2. Um, 
but it's budget, it's money. Um, you know, it's it's there's, there's, it's no secret to do a season of FIA F3 is somewhere north of a million euros. You know, it's a, it's somewhere a million to 1.3 sort of is the kind of is is the range. So it's just for not you know it's exceptionally lot lot large amounts of money. Um, you have the academies, you know, you have your Red Bulls and the Alpines, and I'm sure they're all sniffing around, um, the likes of Alex, and I, I'm positive they are. But they're not a golden ticket in the way that they're, you know, we'd like to think they are maybe, or the way they're portrayed. It's not that they just come in and just say, you know, there's the check, off you go. It's it, it, There's a lot more to it than that. Um, and it can you, be a they, poison ticket too, can't it? Yeah, I mean, if you go with the wrong one, if you take the, like, they're not, they're not fully funding the junior drivers. Let's just be clear. They're 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 contributing, um, but they're not fully funding them um, by any 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 way close in many cases. Um, and then if you if you if you hit your cart, and not necessarily the wrong one, but one that just in time we've seen it where you know, well we've seen it with with Piastri very close. Like Piastri was the one that got was the exception. You know, he was able to jump from, from out of one and into the other and end up in McLaren. Um, but a lot of times, for no fault of your own, you could just find yourself attached to a team that doesn't have an opportunity when you mature to F1 levels. And and it's just timing. And it's just luck. And, you know, and they're trying to guess, well, who's going to sign for who in next year and the year after? And, you know, if Alex and all these other guys are going to hit F1 in three or four years' time, what's the landscape then? Who's around? Who's got contracts? Who's likely to have a seat? So there's a lot of things to be taken into account for any young driver that that would, you know, be working their way up. So, you know, unfortunately, the sport that we have, it's not just being supremely talented is not enough. You know, what Alex really needs at the end of the day is is um, is, is is backing, is financial backing. Um, and, you know, it would be nice if that could come from, from within, from within the shores, uh, you know, the Irish shores and, and businesses out there or just even, you know, individuals maybe that have the, the wherewithal to do it but he has everything else in abundance he has he has the you know the the skill the temperament the racing brain the you know everything else to do it the connections everything else is just uh he's the moolah nope you don't can't pay you can't play you know which is yeah. the sad reality of it at what point is there a compromise guys so if you're in one of those teams maybe that you've loosely mentioned there right and they're looking down and they see someone will say that is slightly less talented but can bring the book like are they taking the option all day long or do they go for this guy well he's supremely talented and all we can afford to are you talking about the junior teams uh, no as in the higher up so if he's to make the step and but he's F- going to get him there i'm right? sorry i mean did you mean f1 teams or the or the, yeah, or the yeah, high techs and the, the very stuff top. Are, they, are they still looking at like and i don't mean strictly speaking red bull and mercedes let's say you know, has have always made no bones about the the struggles that maybe they've had and, and other teams maybe in a in a similar position down through down through the years. So do they look to the guy that is slightly less talented or do they go balls to the wall and say, No, I let's go get this guy? One and we know he's going to deliver. Is it still money? It's just all money. Hmm. Mazepin. Yeah. Well look, we, we've seen those we've seen those, yeah, we've seen those, I suppose. Yeah, well, we've so seen it, we've still yeah, seen it to a certain yeah. extent, you know, we sergeant and stuff who it comes from a wealthy background as best I can tell and a few others and um who was the other one there, the T and stuff like this. But you know, Norris, I mean Norris is, you know, 
you know, he 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 had endless amounts of money backing him. To, to, you were to saying get that I think was the last show that he was renting out the track and two cars. It's yeah, boy yeah. was renting out the track for him, wasn't it? Yeah, you're talking 60, 70, 80 grand a day kind of stuff, you know? So, like, just testing and do weeks of that at a time. But, you know... Um, to be fair you know, to Lando, though, he, he's backing it up now, like... Yeah, so, mm. you know, he's... you're not. I'm not saying he's there because of his money, but it, it definitely helps um, smooth the smooth the passage, you know? But, no, I think I think the, the budget cap in F1 has probably... has probably... Um, dulled a lot of that requirement for a for, for for money because i mean just to use the williams example at the moment you have albon who's obviously you know getting paid so taking money out of the the williams budget and then you have uh sergeant who is doing the opposite one would imagine and putting money in but if you two albums imagine the points you have and the money you have as a result and and mm-hmm. and the prize the, the, the prize money achieved by having two albums is most cases going to be more than what the second driver is bringing. So I think the budget cap has been a good thing in that regards, um, mm. that the teams are just picking their drivers a lot more on, on pace as opposed to where, you know, as using it as an income source. So um, that's probably, probably been a, a, a positive, but on the junior side of things on the team, like it's, it's, it's a bit of a misnomer to call them teams, really they're businesses, you know, like your, your, your ARTs, your Primas, your, high techs, you know, all, all, all these kind of junior teams. Um, it's a bit of a misnomer and and the, 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 the racing press doesn't help because it kind of it perpetuates this myth that, you know, the F three teams are out and they're looking around for this guy who's gonna come in and we and, and, and you know, oh we'll sign Alex Dunn because he's really, really quick. They'd love to and they do where they can, but the reality is is they're they're a business and, and what they sell is um, is 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 the running and provision of race cars, mm. so they, they have to sell that you know like any other business to the to the highest bidder to, to, to make money, um you know for their for their shareholders or their 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 owners and that's the reality of it. Now sometimes what you'll have is you get a team that will give a preferential deal to someone who's very very quick because it makes them look good and it makes mm-hmm. them then able to sell at a higher rate basically you know to to other guys who, who who have the money um and then equally you would have got teams that will say right well we need you know for us to get the we'd say a four car team in f3 for toxic well they could go and say right well we can there's any amount of millionaires or billionaires out there now with sons are going racing we'll sell three seats at, let's say let's say for round numbers they need four million. It's a mi- right to, to, for, for a million quid per seat, just for round numbers. They need four million. Well, they'll do is right. Well, hang on a minute. How about we sell three of them at one point two, and we'll and that six hundred will go towards funding the guy who doesn't have the money, but is really 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 quick, because having a really really quick te- guy on the team makes that team more appealing to the others because they can mm-hmm. see his data and he can bring them along and all the rest of it. And to the guys that have no ends of money, what's another couple of hundred grand? You know, it's immaterial. But we can see, you know, whoever you want to call it, Max Verstappen level drivers data, and that'll bring my son along. And and so the team will give a preferential deal to get a quick guy on board as bait, if you like, for the other ones. So so there is little opportunities to get deals. But you're talking about, as I often say, it's like someone coming along and saying, I've this really cheap helicopter. 
Yeah. Right. Okay. It's only 1.4 million. Oh, great. Well, it should be two, though. It should be two million. You're still not buying it. <laughs> I mean, it's 1.4. It doesn't matter if it should be 10 million. It's, it's, you still need to come up with 1.4 million. And that's the problem. It can, it can be cheap, but still horrendously expensive at the same time. So it's, uh, it's very tricky waters to, to navigate for any young driver and even more difficult when, when you don't have your, the, the wherewithal all that. The Latifis and the Norrises and the uh, Mazzy Pins and stuff of this world have to, to just kind of pick and choose where they where they head for. Jesus, it's, it's tough not one, lads. It is. It's not. It's not as it's portrayed, is it? You know, no. someone, if you're looking in from the outside, you just you just think, <laughs> oh, should I give the quickest guy that like Alex there? He's after going fastest and he's blowing them all away. And they're but sure he'll get a drive. Sure, that's sure, like he's done his job now. He'll get a drive. Don't work that way. Yeah, you know. like, tra- transitioning slightly. Obviously, someone that comes to mind in a situation like this with expertise and know-how, and no doubt maybe they'll have conversations. Is Eddie Jordan? I took it upon myself recently to go down bit of a rabbit hole with himself and Cool Tarts podcast. Actually, the foreign affairs. Yeah, it's quite good. Yeah, very entertaining. Very good. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, very very entertaining. Uh, <laughs> there's so there's so many little nuggets you can you can refer to, but. I'm not sure if they have much conversations or is there much he could do. I know we're talking money. I'm not saying he'll come up with money or whatever, but he'd, he'd certainly know people that he might be able to sell. It'd Alex be nice. Too, like. It'd be nice to think that, you know, he, the likes of Alex could get on his radar and he could maybe, you know, introduce a couple of people and, and mm. you know, tw- twist a few arms and, and, and give something back to Irish motorsport. Um, He's got to be aware of it, Baz, surely, of Alex's progress. Like, would he be? Would you think? I would be, yeah, yeah. He I would don't be. know. He would be. I don't know. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't presume he is. I'd like to think he is, but I wouldn't just presume it either. To, to be honest, I'd you know. Say is Barry. You know, he's still managing a few drivers. I'd say. I'd say he's well aware. I'd say. You know, I actually thought of that myself. I was like, you know, why? Why Jordan? Now, the only way Eddie Jordan will help Alex is if Eddie Jordan can make money. Benison, so yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he's trying to plot. Like he definitely, like the whole world has seen how quick Alex is. Um, but I, geez, he'd have to be on his radar. He'd have to. Be. I'd hope so. I'd hope so. I would be yeah. convinced. We're all we're all hoping. And Jesus, it's the type of thing where if you could do that at all, you know what I mean. You'd, you'd help him, whether it be which or even a something like we've seen it before. Actually, where drivers have got homies and stuff, which sounds I know a little bit. Mm. Needy or whatever, but you do that and you could to help the chap when you see the it's just the numbers. The problem is the numbers are just so high, you know. And don't forget that's F3, you know. So, yeah. at the be- best case, you come in at F3 and you do, you know, you do a piastri on it and you win F3 and then you're into F2 and then you go, you know, like that's like the best case scenario where you just win on your rookie season. And, mm. um, you know, you get the same problem again the following year for F2, which is probably double the cost, it's probably two and a half mil for a season of F2. You know, and they're all paying as them guys are paying taking money out of their pocket or someone else's, putting it into the team's bank account, and that's why they're driving the race cars. Mm-hmm. But not you know, nine times out of ten, that's why they're in the race cars. They are not there because there's some scout going around like you know, uh, uh, the tracks of Europe and trying to find someone. And you know, it's, it's not Hollywood. Like it's it's it doesn't work that way. They, these guys. No different than me or Richie go down to Modelo and pay to go racing. These guys are also paying. The numbers are massive and the and the rewards can be massive. But the, the same thing is in effect. The team is set up 
to run cars for a profit. And that's what they're doing. It's as simple as that. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's not always been this way because in years gone by, you had the likes of, so, so now with junior categories, all be in one make. So you have a Formula 4 car. They're all, they're all whatever they are. They're Tadis or My God chassis with a, you know, a Ford engine tuned by this guy with them tires, with this brake. With the, 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 they're, they're literally carbon, or they're cookie, what they call them, you know, like cookie cutter versions. They're all one, exactly, exactly like the other car. So in the past, you had Formula Ford as the first step in. You had eight or ten chassis manufacturers, eight or ten engine tuners, seven or eight teams running those cars or more even. So a quick guy would be spotted and the Reynards and Van Diemen's and Miguel's and of this world or, you know, Royals or all these other um, ma- chassis manufacturers would give a free chassis to a guy who has a bit of hope, they think. The engine tuner would give them an engine, you know, and then a team would kind of run them and give them a help out. And he might progress all the way up and the same thing had happened then. And then, because if he won in a Van Diemen next year, they'd sell more Van Diemens. So there was a business case to be handed, to, to be to be given a guy a dig out, giving him a free chassis, get him into the watch car, give him a free drive. He wins the championship, we'll sell 200 extra chassis next year. That would more than pay for what it cost to run them for the season. And then you went up from that to FF2000, which was the same logic, multiple chassis manufacturers, multiple engine tuners, so on and so forth. And you got into F3, multiple chassis, multiple engines, F3000, multiple chassis, multiple engines. So at every given point, you could get dragged up a class each time if you were going to provide the results that ultimately saw them win, win, which then saw them sell more cars. So you didn't need the money if you were good enough years ago. It didn't hurt, but you could do it without money. Now you can't. You just cannot do it without money of some description. And that's that's the that that's the sad thing. It's 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 there's no option. You know, the money has to be there. Mm. And that and that's that's where all these guys are finding themselves. So if you see drivers that are going winning championships and then disappearing, that'll be the reason why. They just yeah. the funding well, is right up. We see it. We've seen it for years, um, in all disciplines of of more sport and hopefully hopefully something works out for the chap anyway and look all yeah. he can do is keep kicking ass which he is doing and um wishing nothing but the best you mentioned someone there actually Lando Norris I suppose you better talk about maybe Mexico in particular and, <laughs> and maybe Lando is a good place to start you know P17 up to P5 and uh I mean it was an awesome drive do you reckon Richie it was his best ever performance uh... without like I'm not going to say best ever result we know he's he's what he's done right but uh, to do what he did and in the style he did it, it's got to be up there with one of his best, anyway. Yeah, I would say it's up there with one of his best, all right. I wouldn't say it's his best ever performance I've seen, but definitely up there. Um, it helps when you have a car under you that's capable of doing that, you know. Like, since McLaren have opened the own wind tunnel, they've seemed to just come on leaps and bounds. And um, Oscar Piastri, like, there's a good chance Lando might have been on pole for that race if he didn't make a hands at the last corner. Like, um, Which is the point, though. I, I, sorry to interrupt you, Richie, but there everybody's going on about how great a Sunday was. It was only great because the Saturday was crap. Because yeah. he dropped mm-hmm. the ball again on Saturday. After mm-hmm. Qatar, he did the same thing. He didn't get. He couldn't do one lap within the white lines. And, and as a result, was kept getting his, track, his lap times deleted. So yeah. 
and this was That's the point I was getting to. Was like, Jekyll and Hyde, yeah. This, this was the point I was getting to, and I said it in an earlier podcast, I don't know, two or three podcasts ago, like, don't get me wrong, I like Lando, I think he's a very good driver, but I honestly believe Piastri is going to show him up. Mm. He's his directories on and stuff, yeah. Yeah, and I suppose the race itself didn't, I suppose it, it wasn't without its, its dramas and lots of people talk about Perez. Horner doesn't put any blame on Perez whatsoever. Do any of our guys put blame on Perez for the incident? I mean, was it his fault? Yeah. Was he right to go for it? Yeah. Both of those things can be correct <laughs> together. Um, I think what it falls down is how he did it. I mean, rookie, rookie mistake. You try to, you're going around the outside at the first corner. You presume the two guys inside you are not only going to, you know, go where you expect them, but you presume something is going to happen to make them go even closer to the outside of the track. So you give even more room. I think the mistake Perez made was he just had extreme optimism that everything was going to run perfectly on the inside and I'll just turn in and these guys will figure something out. And the reality of it is, is he probably had 90% of the hard work done and if he gave them a really, really wide berth in the anticipation of something happening to his admittedly blind spot over his right shoulder, um, Give them, give them the chance. There's a very high chance that in that situation, that's something that if you're going around the outside of turn one on any track and you know there's cars on your inside of your Dyson, which he knew, that they're going to end up running towards the outside of the track. Now, in this case, that didn't even happen. He just gave them that little room that even though they both got through the corner perfectly, he still gave them, you know, gave no allowance for them. So he could have given a much wider berth there and he probably might not come out in the lead, but he probably would have come out second. Um, but yeah, just just turning in blindly like that, and in the in the hope that styles inside you were gonna, you know, hit the brakes and get out of there was that was his mistake. I'm just gonna throw something at you here now, right? And you might think I'm mad, but just hear me out. Should I think we think we that anyway. That a long time ago. <laughs> we, we think that anyway. That this won't change anything. <laughs> I actually think he wanted to crash. <laughs> okay, no, I do whoa, think you're mad. Whoa, 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 whoa. Conspiracy <laughs> theorists here. I honestly, I honestly, honestly, honestly think he wanted to crash. I think he wanted out that race. What? I honestly do. Barry, he had so much room to his left. He could have easily just take his feet off the pedals, freewheel around, and a good chance he'd come back on in the lead. Um. I think the pressure of his home race, the pressure of what is the stick he's getting at Red Bull, um, everyone talking about him not having a seat next year. Like, I think he wanted out there. I honestly do. I think he wanted out there. I think, like, well, listen, I, I, I had a go. I, I made a move. It didn't work. It wasn't a so big you think he was... accident. It was a win. Maybe not that he deliberately wanted to crash, but he was win it or bin it type thing. Just it's either going to work or it won't. And if it doesn't work, I don't really care. Yeah, yeah, right. That's okay. That's a better way of putting it. I honestly, I, 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 it I honestly, that, I, 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 it did look that way. It had that desperation look on it. Oh, Barry, it, that it was Barry, just... you race an F three, I yeah. race a single seater. Like we bought now. If you're 
heading to the first corner like that, you have a wing mirror on your right-hand side, you can see, automatically you're going to say to yourself, right, these, they're going to understeer. Give them a wide berth. Give them room to operate, basically. Give it a really wide berth. And as I said to you, take your feet off all the pedals, freewheel around the corner, there's a really good chance when you get back in the power, you're going to lead that rest. Well, I think we're I, both I don't think agreeing. he wanted it. I, I, I think his error was just to turn in. And he said in an interview afterwards that he didn't think Leclerc would have kind of stayed committed for as long as he did. Now, that's a bad thing to think. I mean, it's, it's Leclerc. Yeah. And they bought, he would know that whoever, you know, whatever chance anyone other than Verstappen had a win in that Grand Prix, they had to lead out of turn one. If as soon as Verstappen led out of turn one, it was game over, which it was. We all seen that. Um, so no way was Leclerc going to back out of that. Ever, no I mean, way. relative to Verstappen, relative to Verstappen, I mean, and as a result of him not backing out relative to Verstappen, well, then Perez should have known that he was going to be he was going to be on his inside, and yeah, he just he just turned in in the blind anticipation of Perez not being there, of sorry, of Leclerc not being there, and yeah, I mean, maybe it was just I I don't care and I'm just going to go for it, but if that was the case, it was he he read it. Completely arseways, in my, in my view. And That's the maddest thing, but also there's a bit of logic to it that Richie's ever said. I get where you're coming from, but you're also the first person I've fucking read or heard say it this week. So I, I don't know. I don't know. No, I think I yeah. think well, I, I can see Richie's point. I, I mean, yeah, I don't Same, think he did yeah. it on purpose, but I did, there was definitely an element of fuck it. That's you know. Let's, I, yeah. let's see how we get on here. And, and we've I all honestly, been there. I honestly think it. He was like, like you said, fuck it. If this works, brilliant. If not, I still look like a hero. I had a go. I got put out of my home race. Um, you know, I'm still a hero either way. Die early, leave a good-looking corpse. Like. <laughs> die, die, yeah. die young and leave a good-looking corpse, uh-huh. kind of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> As a race, like... Just yeah, because would it looked worse if he had of, you know, ended up third, fourth, fifth, dropping back while Verstappen pulled away. I don't know, I don't know. A lot of there was a if he'd probably lose the citizenship if it ever came out that he did do it on purpose. Because I think Mexico would disown him. But um, but even 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 put yourself in his shoes. If that move had to come off, it was only going to be a handful of laps before Max overtook I, him anyway. I know that, but Richie, you know what I like. I've like to put myself me like it's a long way from Perez and F one now, but you know, I've I, I've been in that I've been that soldier at a much lower level where I just go, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get to the front. I have no hope of staying there, but we'll have a bit of crack in the meantime. You know, where you get a, you know you, you might get to jump on a few quicker cars and get ahead of them, and you've done it too. I know you have. I've sat there and watched you. Yeah, where you get know, in front, yeah. get in front of them, and you know in your heart of hearts, like I don't have the pace to win this. But sure, we might be lucky, you know. And yeah, if nothing else, grand, it would look good for four or five for laps. They can't that's, be that different. Really. Uh, stop. Uh, <laughs> I, on, I honestly think he was. He was like, either way, I come out a legend. Whether it the move comes off, like even looking at his interviews afterwards, but he was distraught. No. He was ah, distraught. He wasn't exactly. <laughs> yes, of course, 
The poor multi-millionaire Formula One driver. He was a straw. God love him. He looked fucking quite relieved to me. <laughs> like I said, mate, like I said, I could be miles off, but I just feel that he was happy enough that that happened. <laughs> Get out early. Beat the crowd. Well, he didn't beat the crowd because they all left early too. <laughs> <laughs> No, oh, I think I, 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 I will admit, I think him doing it on purpose is a push, but I can see your point whereby, you know, fuck it, let's go, <laughs> see what happens. There's maybe, there's definitely, yeah, there's, I, there's probably was a bit of that in his thinking. Didn't do him oh, any favours, but, but it might have been there. Ah, oh, Jesus, you're turning to more, a name and don't be by the day, I think, in fairness. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one in fairness but I do I get where you're coming from I don't have much obviously racing experience but I do get your point I do get where you're coming from Um, I suppose to change things <laughs> are you going to have some sort of crazy theory on what's happening at Aston Martin uh, Richie or what is actually happening over there in your opinion because I mean we were talking about them and Fernando and everything associated with them at the start of the year and such I suppose such a positive light and things were looking distant the other now Fernando has still got on record very recently over the past few days, actually, to say that it's still been an incredible season. Has it been the case, do you think? Is it fair to say that? Um, from an Aston Martin point of view, they could probably still look at it as a decent season. They're still they're scoring points. Um, I think the biggest problem Aston Martin have is they brought their development, their developments early in the season and they look brilliant and they just haven't developed since attitude like and and the last upgrade they brought obviously wasn't worth a shit either um but looking at them on past season yeah they probably can they can say yeah it's a decent enough season they just they developed well early in the season and they just haven't developed from there so they've just slowly fell back 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 and back Buzz. Yeah, I think I, I I didn't see or hear exactly what Alonso said, but I suppose if you look at the season as a whole and the amount of points achieved over the course of the season and the position in the constructors championship that if it was offered them at the start of the season, um, in its entirety as just a you know a, a set of numbers, they they probably would be quite happy with it. It's just that they start they 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 burnt out so fast as Richie says and and, and the other way. And I mean if the season was. If it was the opposite way around, if they started slow and finished with the sort of performance we've seen at the start of the season, everyone would be, you know, in raptures about them. So, yeah, it's it's overall, it's probably not a disaster. Um, it's they're kind of like the anti-McLaren, you know. McLaren started rubbish and 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 are are getting progressively getting better, and for, and and Aston Martin the exact opposite. Um, and they both. Well, I think you know, I haven't seen the, the, the standings in front of me. And McLaren probably will outscore them as it goes. But, you know, oh, they'll probably... Keep going, but, keep going. Yeah, well, they'll probably end up, you know, in a... Well, if it was a more normal length season, they'd probably end up in a kind of a, a similar position when it, when it comes to the end of it. So, um, however, I think um, Alonso won't be feeling as confident going into 2024 as he as he might have felt at the start of the season um, because they're they're trailing big time. Two five six McLaren, two three six Aston Martin. So they're they're basically in the same give or take, you mm. know, in the same position. They've just come at it from 
yeah. completely opposite points of view. So everyone is going around singing, you know, how amazing McLaren are. And let's not forget, McLaren have two world-class drivers. Mm. And Aston Martin have Alonso and the other lad. <laughs> A cyclist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's actually talk there the last few days that a stroll might be selling. His, yeah, I've uh, seen that. Mistake, that the Saudis are are coming for. We're well, not coming for, but like, uh, have expressed <laughs> interest. <or> whatever. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be cast on these forces like that anyway. At the moment, no, but, they wouldn't uh, do anything like that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, that'd have obviously have repercussions and ramifications, and might potentially end Young Stroll's involvement. Now, I know we spoke about this before. He's not quite as bad. We've always said this. He's not quite as bad as he might occasionally look, <laughs> or maybe more than occasionally look. But um, you'd imagine that would have repercussions. And uh, if he were to continue, unless it's part of the handover, if there was to be a handover or whatever, um, it, it's hard to see him staying there, surely. I would think. <clears throat> I know we're talking hypothetically, it's... which is a bit ridiculous. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean. Lance Stroll, sorry, Lawrence Stroll is in F1 because his he, his his son's dream and his dream by extension is to be an, was to be an F1 driver. And he's a businessman, so we put the two of them together, you know, to 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 you know, to kind of make it a win-win type situation and you know if he gets if he exits Aston Martin now he'll definitely win in a monetary type of point of view he'll definitely be up a few shekels so he it, it makes sense you know plus Lance wouldn't have survived in it for as long if he didn't you know if he, he'd have been out a couple of years ago if he was just paying his way like the Latifis and the Mazepins of this world and I would put Lance Roll on a higher level to both of those to be fair um, but if Lance has decided I'm done, well, then Lawrence's reason for being there is very largely diminished, I would think. And that coupled with the possibility of selling out and cashing in and making a nice few quid profit mm. might, might coincide nicely with, with the whole thing. And, but I, I get the feeling it would have to come from Lance first. And then, the, you know, if he says, Dad, you know what, this isn't doing it for me. And I don't think it is. He doesn't have the, it's hard. None of us know these guys and we're only going by what we see on the TV and such. But he, he doesn't have the the presence of a guy who's really enjoying it and loving what he's doing. It's like a guy is at work, you know, he's doing it because that's what he does. And I think he might have even said that before. He just, you know, we, it, it's a job to him and it's a nice job, but it's a job to him. So um, as soon as he, if, if he decides it's not for him anymore, I wouldn't be surprised if that, if that kicks off to, the, the the sale I, I, I just can't see Lauren Stroll still being involved with Aston Martin if Lance decides he's you know he's off to start spending his inheritance no you've, you've hit the nail on the head like and I think if it, it, it's already started mm. um, you can tell by his body language you can tell like he's not grabbing the thing by the scruff of the neck he's not a long give it up nearly I think he's not, he's not dragging in the last tent out of that car, he's just he's going through the motions back, you know. He, he's not, I think he's resigned himself to the fact that he's not going to get yeah. anywhere close to, to, to Alonso, he's not going to be a world champion. He's, yeah. you know, 
why prolong the agony kind of thing? Oh, I like that's why I reckon the wheels are in motion. I think our two stroll friends won't be in F1 next season. Yeah, I don't. Next season might be a bit early, but I think it's coming. I think that's what's mm. coming down the line, yeah. Guys like um, Lawrence will be referred to, it's unfair to say this, but similar characters will be referred to as trophy dads. Maybe it's not unfair to say that. It probably is, living living your dream for your kid, basically. But there comes yeah. a time, surely, where you have to admit and acknowledge, well, look, maybe he's content in knowing that he's there and he's... Uh, privileged and proud ever to see him there at one stage you probably thought he was going to be world champion but I think it's fairly obvious even in the best car not quite sure but it's only obvious now Kev I take your point but you got to bear in mind as well as gobshites Barry I always said it yes correct he only knows it now you know he he did to be fair to Lance Stroll he had a stellar junior category career yeah you know, yeah. he, he, you know, oh, we, we yeah, spoke, please. we spoke about Alex there earlier and in, in, Alex done in, in, in high praise, or whatever else, and everything that Alex has done, Lance did Lance and more, done, yeah. you know. So, so we can't, we, 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 we have to be careful that we don't just kind of categorize him as a, you know, as, as a full on pay, useless kind of driver. He's definitely not that, but it's only when you get to the, to the F1 levels. Really, that the sometimes that the, the, the differences stand out, and, and I think that's the, what's the happening. One other, thing, the one other thing, too, you have to take into account as well like, like he had some really decent, decent results with William when his yeah. dad was in the background. Yeah, that's true. Now his dad is forefront, maybe that's changed things. Yeah, but he, the other thing to bear in mind is as well, we're comparing him to Alonso. Who were I can't remember his list of teams. Vettel was on the way out when he was teammate beside him. But you know, Vettel was definitely on his de- on the downward spiral in terms of his own performance. Um I, I, I can't it's not coming to me who his teammates were previous to that, but he didn't have an Alonso level driver beside him. So he didn't he had Bottas and Williams, I think. Well, there you no, go, you just made no, my point. He had Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'd have to we'd have to go back in it, but, well. but did he have Perez with him? At one stage, no. Well, if yeah, he did, it's kind of just pr- we're kind of just proving the point. If he did, like it's 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 only when you're when you compare yourself to the likes of Alonso or whatever else that you know Perez himself was a a world class driver in many's eyes until he sat in a car beside Verstappen. You know, Bottas similar to to Hamilton, Russell partner, partner Massa. Anyway, back in seventeen. Oh yeah, right. Uh, it was Massa okay. he pardoned. Yeah, it was Massa. But these guys, yeah, he was. I was. Um, they're not alone. Yeah, he was. He was Perez in 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're not. We're, it's only this year that we're comparing them to a, to a, to an absolute elite driver. driver. Yeah. So he's probably not got any slower. He's not got any. He's possibly got quicker. If anything, the irony of it is, he's more than likely got quicker than, than if anything. Um. But we're comparing them to an Alonso, and that's you know, there'll be a lot of people would struggle with that comparison to any any driver alongside him. He's, he's the body language of a young fella that just wants out, as far as I can see. Anyway, like, you know. but he's probably to be fair to him, he probably like we spoke about this before. These guys come up through the categories, and they are winners. They're winners like at a big big scale all the way up through, and they get to F one, and it's only then that they get a kind of dose of 
you know, not being winners and really seeing where they are in the scheme of things against your Hamiltons and your Verstappens and your Alonso's um, and Leclerc's maybe, although he's, you know, not, not just proven yet. But so they do arrive that they are genuinely correct in their own mind that they're that they're that level. Then they arrive in and they go, right, I'm not really. And it might take him a couple of years to come to that realisation. And maybe that's where Stroll is now. And he doesn't have the, you know, he 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 mightn't have the same desire and, 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 and will to just keep beating his head against the wall and the hope of something falling right for him. Um, yeah, but see, Barry, he doesn't strike me now outwardly as the type of person that will go deep into whatever it takes to, to make those subtle improvements because I think he's just been conditioned to money being thrown at whatever problem in, in yeah. the past and not having to actually go like whatever that is whether it's talking to a psychologist whether it's changing a well, it could be all these subtle things right you talk about diets talk about psychologists talk about exercise I know that's boring as fuck to a lot of people that are involved no, but in modern no, day like... guys go look for inches to try make improvements and what I'm saying is he doesn't strike me as the type of guy that will go above and beyond to find something to make him a better driver could be getting that completely wrong, but I just feel there's a spoiled brat element to him. Could be wrong. Uh, no, no, disagree totally, totally disagree. Grant. Um, like Barry makes a very good point there, where you know he's won in every category coming up along, but now he's gotten himself to the pinnacle, the pinnacle of motorsport. Where the Has best, he that's what I'm questioning. Um, Oh yeah, no, as in what Richie means. Oh, in motorsport, yes, but I mean not his own capabilities. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's gotten himself to the pinnacle of motorsport now, so now he is competing again, the best of the best, and his best is not good enough. And he will know that better than anyone. He has resided to the fact that actually, you know what? I'm not world championship material. I'm, I'm not. I'm yeah. I'll get a good result here or there. Or, or I, I, there's something not striking a chord with him now. Don't ask me what it is. When he was with Williams, he was pulling out good results. He was, you know, not every weekend, but he was hitting the odd good result, odd podium. Um, as I said to you, maybe it's a thing. His dad is heavily involved now in Aston Martin, and maybe that's not suiting him. But um, he just literally, like like Barry said, that, you know, when you get to this level, that's where you get found out. Yeah, I think there's an. I think that's the problem. I think he's just realised himself that he's not going. And I don't think. I think sports psychology and all these kind of things do come into a cab for sure. But I'm not sure they make you quicker. I think they make you a better driver. Maybe they make you handle pressures differently. They make you, you know, get, you know, like Alonso is phenomenal. He's probably not the fastest driver overall, but he's very clever. He's very, you know, he takes the pressure, all this sort of stuff. And that's where the psychology stuff can help you. But I think in just, you know, the, it's not reactions. It's, it's, a, it's feeling what the car is doing and anticipating it nearly more than reacting to it. Because there's been studies carried out where racing drivers don't have faster reactions than the average public. It's a myth. Like they, they, they've taken loads of F1 drivers and they've studied their reaction times and they're no faster than the average guy walking on the street as a whole. Obviously there's highs and lows within any group, but as a whole, they're not any faster. It's, 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 
it's anticipating what a car is doing before it's doing it and just driving it on that knife edge. And psychology won't help there, I don't think. Um, I think it'll help in lots of other areas, but it, ca- it can't it, it, it can't fire the, the, the neutrons through your nervous system, you know, yeah. in, in a way that's not there. That's not there. Go reckon, he might go reckon he is doing and has been always willing to do whatever he can to improve. And he has that worth ethic ingrained in him. I, I don't. don't think I think he. I don't know whether he. Ha- I just. I think there's a diff. I. I That's basically what I'm trying has. to say. No, I'm yeah. saying is there's a there's an element whereby you're as quick as you are, and it's everything else you can add to. But you're you're as quick as you are as a as a driver based on a whole load of biology and all sorts of, you know, mind bending types of things that are what what makes a quick race car driver, um, and I think it's all the other stuff. That you layer on top of that that turns you from a quick racing driver into a top class racing driver. That's all the other stuff that the work ethic and the psychology and the, um, you know, just to digging deep can help with, but it can't fundamentally make you faster. Yeah, that, fair. That, yes, right. Yeah. Uh, so I so I think if you're not fast enough, you're you know, and you're not fast enough by a margin that the other stuff can't can't bridge the gap, can't make up for, you're in trouble. And and I think that's possibly where Stroll is looking at. He's going, I am not as far. I'm not fast enough, and everything else is almost futile. If you want to get to world champion material or whatever else, you know. And I just I don't think he loves it enough to stick at it and to just go right. Well, I'm not fast enough, but if I do all these other things, it'll make me better, and I might, you know, in seven years' time, get a, you know, a car that suits me. And a year that I'm just better than everybody else, and a, you know a car that's better than anyone else, and I and I win. Um, I don't think he has the grow for that to hang in there to be a, a journeyman who might get lucky. Um, and just to touch, I, just to touch on that, Barry, right? When you think about it, and I and just to touch on your point, Kevin, I'd say he was like he has been savagely hungry enough to win up to now, right? So when he sits in a debrief. And he looks at where Alonso can break, how much corner speed Fernando can take when he gets back on the throttle. And then he compares it to his own data. Like, he's just... Like, you know, that would knock the wind out of anybody. Well, like, Perez and Verstappen are the ideal example of that. I mean, they, exactly, I've been reading a bit exactly. about it. Verstappen... Can drive can drive a car on the nose more than anyone else can. He he, he uh, that's a fast car. A car that is on the nose. By that I mean that changes direction really sharp, and the back is struggling to keep up with it, and is lo- is loose. That's the fastest sorry, race sorry, car you'll ever have. Yeah, yeah. The, and but you need to have unworldly levels of skill and anticipation and just biology to be able to drive a car on the limit like that for sustained periods of time and to, to me Verstappen can do that better than probably anyone has ever been able to do it in F, in, in racing full stop yeah but do, you, but do you take me point on Stroll versus Fernando and I think boy, the same thing is happening I think and, that, and it's yeah. just that's what's killing Perez Perez is looking at it from Perez is not an Egypt he's a very competent Formula 1 racing driver Brilliant. but compared to what Verstappen can do and and the the car is set up for peak performance with a horrible, what feel like to an to average to a very high 
level driver likes of Perez, it would just feel horrible. As soon as he turns in, the back's breaking away, and then he has to drive below that limit to keep it in check. Whereas Verstappen can drive it with the tail of it waggling around behind him all day, every day, because he just has a better skill level, just a hmm. just a pure natural better better skill. Maybe it's better honed as a result, but his high his peaks are just ridiculous. Verstappen's are, and he can drive a car that's so pointy that um basically you put anyone else into it. Gasly, Albon, Verstappen, or not, sorry, um, Ricardo. Uh, who else is in it? This um, Perez. All of these guys, race winners, each and every one of them, cannot keep up with them, and they cannot drive a car like that that's that pointy, and it just destroys them. And all those names that I've just called out, it destroyed every one of them. Uh, Kvyat was another one. I mean, the list goes on. Um, and I think you've got a similar situation with Stroll. It mightn't be because of the pointiness element or whatever else, but Al- Alonso is doing something in that car that Stroll just pure and simple cannot do. And mm. he hasn't got the desire to, he probably knows he can't do it. And he hasn't got the desire to build everything else up to the, like you're not going to outwork, outsmart, out, you know, just resilience Alonso. Like no one's going to do that. Mm. You know, even Verstappen wouldn't be able to do that. He might be able to drive him on a quick lap, but he's not going to out, outwork Eric Alonso or all yeah. those other things. So Stroll's sitting there and he's like, Right, I can't beat him on all these things, and he's quicker than me. I'm off. Over here, you know. I can't beat him at anything, really. Yeah, if he could be, if he was quicker than him, I could, and if he was just pure, basically three tenths a lap quicker than him, and Alonso was making up for it, and all the other things, you could say, right, well, I'll, now I'll go and I'll work with my psychologist and be this and be that, and I'll get me racing brain sorted, and I'll, and I'll be as good as him in all those other elements or close to it. And I have that three tenths advantage or two tenths advantage, but he doesn't. He has a two tenths disadvantage and all the other stuff because it's Alonso. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got to move on from it, lads, and I'm going to go to someone who's in better form, and that's Danny Ricardo. Um, we're going to finish up now shortly, but maybe we'll finish up on this. And um, obviously Brazil is coming at the weekend. He's going to take it up on Ricardo there. Ah, uh, I think it's. I think it's after being blown out of proportion, really, hasn't it? He's one good qualifying session on a track that suits his car. Um, if he backs it up next weekend, well, then, yeah, absolutely we'll talk about. But I think it's a bit soon to be putting him back in the Red Bull and his mojo is back and this is back and the other is back. Falls like, oh, down, maybe. It's one, it's one decent weekend and if you take the guys that were our position in qualifying, you take those guys and you put them back in position, he's back around 8 or 10, where he probably would have been anyway. So, no, I think I, I wouldn't look into any of the hype. Not, like I said, if he follows us up in Brazil and, you know, has another top five or six, even a top 10 qualifying in Brazil, I would well then I'll say yeah let's start talking about Ricardo. Yeah, I mean I agree with Richie. One swallow somewhere doesn't make or whatever the saying is. It's it's a bit of that. Um, uh, 
it's 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 not enough to to base too much on. To be honest, we'll have to wait and see. I'm not going to repeat all that Richie said, but I fundamentally agree with what with what he said. Um, you know, we also have to bear in mind Ricardo when he when Ricardo looked average, he was up against Norris. We're back to the kind of you're only as good as you can only compare it to the teammate. Um, he was up against Norris. Norris is you know supremely talented as we all know. Um, he's looks good at the weekend because he outdid his teammate and he had a good result overall just in terms of objectively fourth or fifth is a good result don't get me wrong it's a very good result but you really need to know who he, you know what was that maybe that car was capable of second if a Norris was in it if uh Piastri was in it if a, you know Verstappen was in it you know if it was we don't know that this is the thing we don't know how what that car was capable. we know it was absolutely capable of fourth because it was done but you know, we 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 got to look at ultimately his teammate wasn't that far behind, and his teammate isn't no harm to him. Isn't a Norris, isn't a Piastri, isn't a Leclerc, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, isn't it? Isn't the top tier? So let's wait and see. You know, let's let's see yeah. if he can follow it up. Um, he needs to be beaten, Sonoda convincingly. Um, I think where you where you qualify on the grid this year, more so than any other year, is not enough. For just you know, saying oh, I got fifth or whatever, and as Richie says, it was a couple of them out of position. You know, the t- the grid is so tight, the class is so tight this year in terms of lap times and the gaps between them that you can find three or four tenths and jump from literally fifteenth to fifth. You know, um, from one round to the next, if we're just finding that small amount of time. So I think more than ever, it's comparing to teammates is where the is where the real uh, I suppose judgment of a driver is at the moment. So let sure. let's let's see how he does in uh, where are we next in Brazil, Brazil again, yeah. and then yeah. Vegas, yeah. Three three in a row. So, um, mm. maybe in the next episode we'll. I know it's relatively all news now, but the, maybe the consortium at Alpine. Anthony Joshua was speaking obviously a couple of weeks ago. He had to say Alpine after saying Alpine. Uh, <laughs> obviously, he's put a lot of work into. While he's investing in or whatever, I wouldn't say to his face, mind you. But um, yeah, that's a certainly interesting one to watch. Richie Barry, I know you have the endurance race this weekend, so the best luck to both. Enjoy that one, and um, thanks again to uh, Tech and Tools, PFT Travel, Palace Storage, Richard Carney Engineering, Deliver It, KSMPM, and Rock One. Don't forget, as always, you can get us on social media: Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter at Irish F One Show. Barry, Richie, take it easy. Thanks a million.